an off-duty pilot tries to bring a plane down. And when arrested and confronted and spoken with, he claimed that he had taken magic mushrooms a couple days earlier. Was it the mushrooms? Was there another problem? What's the story on this? We're going to talk about this, unpack it, and figure it out right now in today's show. Welcome to Microdose U. I am Dr. Dave. You're listening to Microdose U Radio on the world's famous KMDU FM Salt Lake City. Watch this. Watch this. Hey there, welcome back. How are you? Dr. Dave here. And something just happened in the news. Literally, it was all over the news yesterday and today. And I feel like we've got to do this episode immediately. And in order to do this to my to the best of my ability, I've brought in expert psychologist, Dr. Denise Moret, because we need to speak about this together and we're going to figure this out. So welcome, Dr. Denise. How are you? Thank you for having me, Dave. I'm well. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Well, we both saw this and read about this news that just kind of broke yesterday as we're recording this. And um, Denise, let's let's kind of go over the situation here. Basically, there was an off-duty pilot with Alaska Airlines who was, I think they call it jump seating, when you're not really working, but you need to get from one location to another. So he was on this aircraft. It was not actually an Alaska Airlines, but I think it was one of their um, commuter uh airlines and it was a different name but it was still under the auspices of alaska airlines and apparently there were 80 some passengers on the flight and in the middle of the flight sometime he was in the cockpit and he tried to take over with the controls and tried to uh, apparently try to do something bad whether that was crash it or pull the fire thing i'm not really sure what he was doing but they they subdued him they they restrained him at the back of the plane and then when they arrested him and questioned him when it got back on the ground, he later admitted that he had taken a dose of magic mushrooms uh, 24 to 48 hours earlier. I, I believe that's what it was. Is there anything I'm missing there? Um, no, that's basically it, Dave. My understanding was it was a longer period of time that he had taken the mushrooms. Of course, we don't really know. We're just reading news articles. Um, he did grab some sort of shutoff type thing in the cockpit um, and immediately admitted it, said he knew he tried to kill everyone, uh, at least that's what the news articles say, and that he was not in his right self. And um, and I don't know if he said it at the time, but since the arrest and the articles came out yesterday that he um, is saying that he did take some magic mushrooms, I think it was more like over 48 hours ago. Like it wasn't, mm. he wasn't, he hadn't dosed that day. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of details and I read a bunch of articles and you know, so we don't know for sure. We're just reading the newspaper here or, you know, online. That's true. Good point. We never know when we're reading the newspaper. But I think it also said he was restrained in the back of the plane and he... He, he was. He walked back and he said, mm -hmm. you need to, at least the couple articles I read, again, you know, we're just going by what we're reading. He apparently said, you need to restrain me because it's not going to work out so well. And he didn't really put up much of a fight. Initially, I guess there was 30 seconds of a struggle and then he was in the back of the plane and they, you know, kind of restrained him. Um, he did try, apparently, according to the articles I read, to sort of get loose, but then he was apparently more cooperative and immediately said, I don't even want an attorney. Um, I Again, I'm just going by what I read. I don't want an attorney. I did this. I don't need representation. Obviously, that changed, you know, quickly that an attorney, because an attorney appeared with him in court. So... Who knows how that transpired, but, you know, initially he said that. And I don't know at what point he stated that he had taken some mushrooms. 
my, I don't know about yours, my inbox this morning was exploding with um, messages from people that don't really know a whole lot about magic mushrooms. And they said, did you see what happened? This pilot took magic mushrooms and he tried to crash a plane. And I, I felt like we need to do, we need to talk about this because I think, I don't want the public to think that that was necessarily the cause. It sounds to me like he had a lot of other issues going on. Uh, and this was maybe something he admitted to, but uh, you know, um, I personally, from what I've heard, again, you, uh, I, I thought it was 24 to 48 hours. Maybe like you read over 48 hours previously, he had, he had dosed some magic mushrooms. We have no idea how many, whether it was a microdose or whether it was a larger dose. But I think it doesn't really matter because if it's been over 48 hours, even if it's been over 24 hours, you're not in the middle of a psychedelic trip. It, it's done. It's, you're back to the way you were or maybe a little bit better. But it sounds to me that he had been going through some type of a mental health crisis, if that's the correct word, or some, some type of mental health issue that um, this may have happened whether or not he dosed magic mushrooms. I think the magic mushrooms, in my opinion, um, had nothing to do with his actions on this plane. I mean, what do, what do you think? I mean, you you deal with this type of thing and you actually are a doctor of psychology and you see patients and you're, you're well aware of like different types of um, mental health issues and behavior. So f that's why I wanted to bring you on and get your opinion on what you think happened. Yeah. So again, we can't say what well, we know for sure because we're not um, you know, interviewing the person involved. And yet we can talk about what we do know. And first of all, magic mushrooms is not gonna create that behavior. So there are some very rare cases where while someone was taking high doses of magic mushrooms, they might've done something dangerous and uh, very scary, uh, but it's while they're taking, not days after there are some sort of persistent effects sometimes that can, you know, we'll call them flashbacks that can persist for a really long time, but it's more like a visual kind of a thing, not a psychotic, oh, I think the plane, I think I'm dreaming, I'm trying to wake up what's described that he described was going on. That is highly unlikely. I've never actually heard of that. Um, we don't know the dose he took, but let's assume for a moment that he took a high dose. Days later, there's no way, even during um, if, if he had been actually dosing on the, the time of the plane, you know, being on the plane, even at high doses, still highly unlikely. I mean, there were very rare reports over a hundred years of maybe, you know, some of that, but it's highly unlikely, especially days later. Um, what we also know without, let's just sort of pause the mushroom part here for a minute, sleep, sleep deprivation is more likely to lead to psychosis than just about anything else. Um, if you have not slept, and I believe the some of the articles I read said he had he admitted he hadn't slept for like 50 hours or something. Um, that, again, there are people who don't sleep for 50 hours and they're not going to do that. But that, that is, it's actually a form of torture to sleep deprive people to make them kind of not like they can't function. The brain needs that sleep to, you know, reset. So, um, you know, we, we do know that there was something in the articles about a history of depression. Apparently, he also lost someone in his life, and there's some grief involved in there. Again, that's not going to make somebody uh, do something like this, but I think all of that together, and I did read something that he said he felt like he was having a nervous breakdown. Again, I can't say for sure, but I'm going to say the magic mushrooms did not cause this. We don't know what caused it. Um, I've seen cases where something happens like that and they do some exams and they find the person had some sort of a small tumor in their brain and, you know, things aren't working correctly. I hope that's not the case. I hope it's something that he can be helped with. 
Um, but I'm going to say definitely not um, the magic mushrooms. And then because this is microdose you, you know, that you're not going to see this with a high dose. You're certainly not going to see it with the low doses. So I know it's really important. I also have gotten uh, lots of texts and emails from people, um, lots of them. See, you know, the mushrooms we're concerned. Is it really safe? So it it is really important that I'm glad that you decided to do this episode because it really, it really is an important topic. Um, when something like this on national news can bring this topic to the forefront and rattle people, it's very important to set set that information straight. So I know we can't make any diagnoses here. We just only know so much about him and what we've read in the in the news. But um, you did mention the word psychosis. Could you um, explain a little bit about like exactly what psychosis is, and, and if somebody is experiencing psychosis, like what would they be? going through, what would they be like thinking or, or trying to do? Well, psychosis basically boils down, lots of people explain it different ways, but you're not in reality. Now we all have our perceptions of reality. Oh, that person didn't say hello to me because they don't like me. Well, that's not really true. That's not psychosis. That's just the rest of neurosis, we call it. Psychosis is when you really are not perceiving reality. You're not seeing things at all like they are. You're hallucinating, you're hearing things, you're seeing things, you're imagining things that are absolutely clearly not there. That is psychosis. It's like you're not on this planet, basically. You're not seeing anything that's reality. And what what brings on psychosis and what type of person has it? In other words, okay, I other than some anxiety and some depression, which you know the magic mushrooms have helped me with, I've never really experienced you know true serious mental health issues. Uh, could psychosis just happen to me at any time? Or does it happen to a particular person in a particular situation? You mentioned sleep deprivation. Does that bring on psychosis? Who is going to experience psychosis? So this is a very good question and it is answered in many different ways. So no, you're unlikely to experience just sudden psychosis. If you have had um, basically been, you know, in reality, not had a history, you know, pretty much always perceiving reality, you're not going to just suddenly experience psychosis. What could bring it on? You could be dehydrated. I've seen patients who are like, they're talking to people that aren't there and they get misdiagnosed as having some psychotic break. And they're, I mean, in the moment, that's what's happening from the dehydration, uh, but it's not a psychosis. It's not a true psychosis. You can have that from sleep deprivation. As I already said, you're just not, your brain gets so scrambled. You, you just don't even know who you are or where you are. You're seeing things, hearing things. This can happen from sleep depression. Um, of course, we don't know what causes like schizophrenics, schizoaffective disorder, people that truly struggle lifelong. There are some genetic components. Sometimes it runs in families, um, a severe stress along with some genetic components. They're thinking the way the brain functions, all that neurology that changes some of the way the neurotransmitters function, the serotonin levels. Um, different things that actually, ironically, magic mushrooms address and heal a lot of that, even though you'll hear in the literature, oh, if you're, you know, you have any severe mental illness, you shouldn't take magic mushrooms. That's actually not true. Um, and it's been, the, now there's studies showing that it actually helps people. So that's the irony with that. Um, you know, and someone can have uh, temporal lobe epilepsy, for example. So there's something going on, epilepsy, things are, you know, kind of going haywire in there. And it, um, they'll like get diagnosed because they acted really 
odd and their behaviors odd and they thought they were being you know hunt, hunted by somebody and they sort of act violent and it turns out they have epilepsy or you know sometimes there is a small calcification or tumor area on the brain um it, all of these causes and many more and it's been one of the 64 million dollar questions in psychiatric and psychological medicine why do people develop schizophrenia but no it's not just going to mm. sort of suddenly come upon you um, for no apparent reason. But is it fair to say that if he already was um, maybe predisposed to this, he had some mental health issues going on anyway in the in the background or, or wherever, and he let's just say, because I think you said you actually read that he, he said he was sleep deprived. You said 50 hours. He hadn't slept in 50 hours. Let's say that, and let's say he was dehydrated along with that, because there's probably a decent chance a lot of us are dehydrated. Um, those things all coming together could have precipitated this um, crazy situation that he went through. There was one, a uh, couple reports, you know, I re read several articles across to see what's consistent. And several times I saw that he said um, that he thought he was dreaming and he wanted the dream to mm -hmm. stop. So that's why he pulled these, uh, you know, the cutoff mm -hmm. engine uh, switch which basically would shut the plane down that it's there if there's a fire or something, apparently, I don't know about the aerodynamics there, um, you know, or the function of the mechanics of the plane, but he was apparently, you know, quoted in the article as saying, I thought I was dreaming and I wanted it to stop. And yeah. if he like then goes, he's subdued, they get him out of the cockpit, they then subdue him. And he's like, you bet, well, before that, if he said, you better subdue me, it's not gonna be good. He scared himself, most likely. He didn't know what was going on either, um, you know, and, and that definitely can happen from a just that whole combination of events. Again, we're talking theoretically here. I don't know for sure because I don't know his history. You know, if it turns out he's had a long history of depression, um, all kinds of issues, although this is a pilot. Pilots get screened and they are regularly screened because they're operating something very important. And he was an active pilot, apparently, according to my information. So this is a 40 some odd year man who's had a career as a pilot, I think. And he, you know, they're one of the things that pilots have to go through is intense psychological testing. And then they are monitored. They're regularly, they have to go for regular um, checkups, you know, both with their physical health, psychological health. And so they're constantly, and there was something in a couple of the articles that said he just had his routine follow-up and um you know that there was something about a history of depression but again that doesn't mean he can't fly or be a pilot it depends what you know how that's being handled but who knows as the case ensues and if we'll hear and we know more about um anything that would indicate that there's some other psychiatric history there I mean, is it safe to say that any of us, I mean, I mean, none of us are, are necessarily like 100% immune from having a um, nervous breakdown, um, an anxiety attack, a panic attack, or psychosis. Nobody's immune to that. And there's no way to really, there's no true predictor of these things. I mean, depending on the situation in your life at that moment, and perhaps uh, the lack of sleep and dehydration, other things that may be combining it. I mean, it can happen to really anybody. Am I right? Well, I would say yes and no. And the, no, the yes part is what you said, like anybody could have the right set of circumstances, being very sleep deprived, not, you know, having enough hydration, a lot of stress in their life and, and something like this could happen. The no part is 
it doesn't usually just come out of nowhere. You know, people who are having uh, anxiety, anxiety, panic attacks, it's not like they're fine, fine, fine their whole life. And one day they're just like, oh, um, you know, I'm having panic. There's usually, it may seem like it comes out of nowhere, but then when you talk to the person, you'll see, oh, I've been stressed about work or I've been worried about things in the world or I'm going through, you know, whatever stress in my life and I've been worried and I have a history, untreated history of trauma. And now all of a sudden it kind of comes together and there's a lot of anxiety, depression. It just tilts a little bit, something else happens and now they're having some real symptoms and anxiety and panic are pretty terrifying. Again, you're not just gonna suddenly be psychotic. It doesn't okay. really work that way. Okay, That's thanks for that explanation. Um, we, we know we wanna be, um as understanding and as compassionate and as kind as possible. We don't, we don't know this man. Uh, we don't know anything about other than what was reported. And we know that the news is oftentimes inaccurate anyway. So we don't know anything about him. Is it possible that the act, the, 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 this would have happened anyway, regardless of the um, magic mushrooms, whether he consumed those or not, this set of circumstances would have come together. This would have happened anyway, and is it possible, I'm just, we don't really know the answer. I'm just kind of playing with you a little bit, spitballing, as they say. Um, is it possible that the magic mushrooms actually could have helped in some regard? Because he wasn't, he didn't, he did, wasn't violent. He didn't resist anybody. He, he peacefully went to the back and said, you better restrain me now or things are not going to be good. Is it possible those magic mushrooms actually helped out the situation a little bit? There was no violence or anything like that. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, you know, they certainly didn't cause it would be my assumption and guess. Again, we don't know for sure what's going on for him, but I would say that that's highly unlikely. And you're right. I mean, the the um, we know magic mushrooms help. And so, you know, if he had been struggling and he's more aware and then this happens, he's like, you better help. You better do something that that awareness. It may have been somewhat a helpful thing. It's an interesting point. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I just thought of something else. And again, totally making this up because we don't know. And I want to stress to the listeners and viewers that, um, you know, again, we're just having a, a frank discussion about this and, and just throwing some ideas out there. But another possibility that just came to my mind is that maybe he was um, experiencing a lot of bad feelings, rough mental health issues, anxiety, depression, uh, whatever they may have been. And maybe that's why he dosed some magic mushrooms a couple of days ago, because that's how bad he was feeling. He just wanted to, again, totally making this up, but he, he was feeling so bad, he just wanted something to make him feel better. So in other words, the mushrooms may have helped the situation a little bit, but they didn't cause it because maybe he was already having these horrible, horrible feelings and he just wanted to try anything to, to get these feelings to go away. Yeah, I, you know, that's the assumption I've made as well. But you bring up a good point. We really don't know because he didn't say, hey, I did mushrooms a few days ago because at least I didn't come across that yet. Maybe it'll come out somewhere. But, you know, he didn't say I'm trying to help myself and I thought it was a good idea. And, um, you know, I, I because I was struggling, I was hoping it would help me. Um, he hasn't come right out and said that as far as I'm aware. I mean, maybe there is something and I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, but he was aware that there were things going on and he, he he was turning to that for help that came to my mind i mean it's it's absolutely possible now what do we say to the people that are listening that either 
have been using micro um, microdosing or, or even larger doses of, of psilocybin, magic mushrooms, successfully, or, all, or even more importantly, because you and I both have um, received a lot of communication from people saying, see, I told you these things are bad, uh, or, or in so many words, they're saying that. Um, what do we say to these people that, hey, calm down, we don't have all the information, but I can assure you it was not the magic mushrooms that caused this situation to happen? Yeah, I think that's an excellent question. And I think that that's actually the answer. And one of the reasons I'm glad you're doing this episode is to bring awareness to the fact so people aren't surprised by those reactions and comments, like the, the nervous family members that might know that, say, your you know, spouse or your friend or someone knows that you're doing this and they're like, and this is why, you know, lots of information is now being sent around. People are like, see, I told you that was a problem. So if, if we... As someone, you know, if someone is actually using magic mushrooms and it's been helping and it's fine, which I'm sure 100 percent of the time it is um, to be aware that you might having a heads up that, you know, so you're not surprised. Um, some people somehow missed this in the news. It wasn't like, you know, maybe in everyone's awareness. And then you're getting those um, emails or people kind of, you know really saying some, uh, you know, concerning things. See, I told you all along, it's a problem. So I think if you have a heads up that that's going to be maybe some of what you're going to hear, and then you can say kind of what you said, which is, um, you know, I, th that doesn't work that way. It's highly unlikely, impossible that this is what did it. Um, and hopefully that, you know, clears the magic mushrooms and actually confirms that, you know, these are things that should be made legal and they revolutionize so many health and mental health problems. It's interesting because I think if he had said, instead of saying anything about magic mushrooms, let's just substitute that for, hey, I just want to let you know I had a vodka martini three days ago. It would it would be a non-issue. Nobody would even be talking about it. But but see, since it's since it's magic mushrooms, people are saying, "See, I told you that's this is bad, these are bad." But I want yeah. Also, I want to make sure everybody understands that it's. Um, We'll see what comes out, but it, it's not the magic mushrooms that, that did this in, in any way. Um, I'm no. pretty experienced with these. Dr. Moret is very experienced as well as she is a doctor of psychology. She knows how these things work, and it, it just was not the mushrooms. So I just want to make sure you know everybody no, understands that, Denise. No, I, yeah, so and to the point where if you you know, start Googling around, looking for anyone who says that magic mushrooms are really dangerous and they should remain a schedule one and they're addictive. And so, you know, you will find someone that says that it's simply not true. And um, the idea that it's a schedule one should stay a schedule one, that it's addictive, that it's dangerous, but they will point to it without any real data and claim that. So this is, it'll be interesting now to see what happens in you know, I mean, the FDA has already come out, not with this article, but overall, in general, the FDA has said this is such a helpful plant, you know, substance medicine that can help. We need to fast track it to approval. Our president has said that, not being political. Um, you know, major universities around the planet have shown repeatedly data that shows what we all know already which is that it really does heal and change for the better and that there's, there's just no way that it caused it. Yeah, so great stuff. I, I think we both believe um, that this, hopefully this pilot will be treated fairly. If it was truly a, a mental health condition or mental health event he was going through, hopefully he'll be treated fairly and then get the treatment and 
Um, you know, he's being charged with, with I think it was an 80 some counts of murder or, or attempted murder, attempted murder, yeah. I should say. And, yeah. that's, and then there's the that's, other that's, count of trying to, I forget the exact term, but something to do with disabling or interfering with an aircraft, which is a very serious charge and carries mandatory yeah. like 20 years or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, my, you know, my compassion, my heart goes out. First of all, that nothing happened, you know, that the plane, exactly. plane landed safely. It's a horrible situation. I feel for him. Um, he needs the help, whatever it is that's going on. And I'm just so grateful that nothing else happened. Totally agree. Any final words? That I think that's a great way to end it. But if you have any final words, I'll, I'll, I'd love to hear. Um, I, you know, my only thought is like, you know, the, the doubting uh, concern, you know, I've had people contacting me really worried um, because they were kind of, you know, scared to start microdosing, you know, years ago anyway. And so they, they're just that reassurance. So if people have doubts that they contact the right people, not the people who are going to say, yeah, it's really dangerous. It's, you know, absolutely caused this. That's just not true. And I just want to be, make it clear. I am a doctor. I'm a retired dentist. Dr. Moret is a practicing doctor of psychology. However, I want to make it very clear that this is just a show. It's a conversation between the two of us, and we're not offering any legal opinions, or and we're not offering any medical advice. So we're just, just kind of having a conversation about our uh, experience with magic mushrooms and kind of talking about the news item. But that's it's it's no, so don't read anything else into it. There's nothing more than that. So. Dr. Denise Moret, thank you so much for your time. And I think this is going to help a lot of people that are just a little bit overwhelmed and worried about, you know, but now what's going to happen? And, and I, I was going to try these, but now I'm afraid to. I think I hopefully we've alleviated some fears here and kind of just talk the truth. Definitely the truth and not based on opinion, but all the research that's going on hmm. clearly and the history of, um, you know, psilocybin in, in our history. And it, it just doesn't do that. Dr. Denise, thank you so much. for It's always a pleasure having you. And we will definitely do this again sometime. In the meantime, you know, keep doing what you're doing and we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure. And um, those of you that are listening, or we're not sure if we're putting this out on video. We'll see, see if it comes down to a video. We may, we may, we'll see. But um, thank you so much for being here, Microdose You. I really appreciate it. And I always try to end the show when, when the class is over. I try to, and I've got it right behind me, as a matter of fact. I didn't, I didn't plan this exactly, but um, if, this does, if this does actually get released as a video, also people get to see the actual little miniature singing bowl that I use to end class. So we're ready to end class. Thanks so much for being here today. We really appreciate you. and. As I always say at the end of every episode, I'm Dr. Dave, Microdose U, love you. Talk to you later.